Rochester Today with Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Rochester Today. Tom Ostrom's here. I'm Andy Brownell. It's going to be another abbreviated program with the Minnesota Twins playing uh, this afternoon with a pregame at 1130. So good morning, Tom. What's good in the mailbag? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's trouble right here in River City. Houston, we have a problem. I Uh-oh. changed my email address, and, and we didn't get any emails from anybody. And a couple of my friends got my changed address and then said they were notified to be careful of it by from their servers because they didn't like the change or what I had before. So I, I don't know what's happened, but, but to, I did try to notify as many people. But we need the mailbags. They're an important part of the program, and I'm just going to say – my email address. Can I quote it on the air, Andy? Yeah, it's going go ahead. On, it's going to be put on the KROC website too, isn't it? Uh, yes, I passed it along to the powers that be for them to do that. And that'll be on the website or how do they see it? I don't I, know. Yeah, somewhere on the website. I'll have to locate the, the exact okay. location. Okay, I'm going to give my email address now, my new one. And then at the end of the mailbag, I'll give it again. It's simple, tomostrom22 at gmail.com. That's Tom Ostrom, lowercase letters too, tomostrom22 at gmail.com. Some of my friends got a little warning from their server about that change and make sure this is the guy that you're supposed to have. (laughs) I don't understand computers, Andy. It's just pathetic. I think it's probably the uh, NSA and you're on some sort of list. And then once they got the email that... Say that again. Oh, I don't know. Just... I. I'm making fun of conspiracy theories. Sorry. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I believe in them. Some of them are correct. <laughs> okay, so here's here's what I do have, though. People had sent me some political cartoons, uh, and, and they, they piled up, and so I took them out of the file. This from Branco again. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he calls his uh, column now the Swamp, Mos- Swamp Monster News. <laughs> Branco's. Swamp Monster News. Uh, he writes for a creator syndicate. So it shows Joe Biden and his open border policy. And Biden is saying, no problem here. No problem here. And right next to him, a figure that is from China has a fentanyl syringe. And he's sticking it into a symbol of U.S. youth that are taking the fentanyl that comes over the border that China's part of, and so are Mexican drug cartels. And it shows the China hand injecting a young person in the U.S. And it says there have been 107,000 deaths from fentanyl over a certain period of time. Uh, I don't know why when when, when the officials are before Congress, someone doesn't ask them, do you know that's happening it's from that open border? Do you know that stuff's coming over the border and killing thousands? I'd just like to have one of those officials answer that. But anyway, so that's not really funny. Branco's oh, usually... Well, it's insightful, but I don't... Uh, yeah, it wasn't funny. Yeah, not funny, but true. And then Branco has another one. The, the Democrats are waving... Uh, uh, shiny objects in front of people to distract them. Uh, abortion, abortion, January 6th, guns, guns, look at that, look at that, look at that. And then a Democrat in the background saying, we have to make them ignore Biden. 
the open border, the inflation, the high gas prices, Afghanistan, crime riots, Hunter Biden's laptop, pay to play with China, critical race theory and brownouts. We got to make them not look at those things. And I think that's what part of the January 6 hearings are. And then this from the Babylon Bee. In a statement last week, again, this is satire. In a statement last week, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she feels for Americans struggling with gas prices uh, and offerings a suggestion. If you want to avoid suffering from high gas prices and a bad stock market, the solution is simple. Just get elected to Congress and spend decades trading stocks based on insider information from hearings and then and then you'll have it easier <laughs> so <laughs> that's what she's accused of doing she and her husband uh, boy and then that andy was, go ahead no go ahead that was biting humor there isn't and then uh, andy uh, i submitted to you my july kroc news website column that you're kind enough to try to get up on a Saturday. And I spent weeks researching this one um, and and giving my opinion, but British historian Edward Gibbon uh, in the uh, the 1700s, when when the US was a colony and then it was early independence, he published his six volume history and decline and of the Roman Empire, the history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. In the time frame of the American uh, Declaration of Independence, he wrote that, and, that, and then when we were a, a young republic. And he claimed the Roman Empire collapsed, died, succumbed because of open borders, barbarian invasions, and all kinds of other analogies that contemporary historians have applied to our time. Uh, of course, these are, progress- these are conservative historians, not progressive ones. But Gibbon criticized military leaders, religious clerics that wanted power rather than teaching the good things in their religious faith, and uh, the quest for power from bureaucrats uh, that would do anything to keep power, and the corruption in, in these governments. And, and uh, among the historians who finds this compelling is Francis Sempa, and he writes for the American Thinker, and he has an article, The Rise and Fall of the American Empire, and he analogizes to the British historian and traces some of our contemporary problems uh, to some of those items, the, the, the bureaucracy, the, uh, the diminution of, uh, of political freedom and free speech. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and then he quotes uh, Angelo Acodvia, who wrote a book called The Ruling Class in America's Rise and Fall Among Nations, uh, going along with the same parallels historically, the elite class taking control of the nation's culture, media, education, everything else. It really is interesting history, complex history, and compelling history for people who like uh, to uh, to to uh, try to compare the past and the present, see if there are any analogies. And uh, that's the mailbag, Andy. All right, Tom. It sounds like a bit of a. I'm going to read it, but it sounds a, like a gloomy. A gloomy column this week. Well, it's enlightening uh, for people who think you can learn from history, which I yeah. do. But uh, it's it's a it's a challenging intellectual process. I, I I worked for days on it and put my own observations in it. But uh, I hope uh, people enjoy it. Well, I, I look forward to reading it because some of the things you brought up with, um, especially concerning the ruling class in this country, I 
I, I'm sure I'm going to agree with their assessment of it. We've created this um, system of governance in this country where only the chosen few have access to that door, despite all the reforms that were made in the early uh, 19th century or 20th century, I'm sorry, about access to government positions. You look at out in Maryland and Virginia, the Alexandria area, um, a lot of folks with a lot of Ivy League uh, degrees out there, and they are the wealthiest people in this country right now. If you look at those zip codes, they have the highest household incomes of anywhere in this country. And they're the folks who are working as that those bureaucracy jobs, assistant deputy of this and that, and the rule makers who, uh, uh, in, I guess, uh, charged with what implementing the laws that are passed by Congress, and ha- they wield a ton of power by mm-hmm. how they put together those rules, and it, uh, it I, I find it very worrisome. Well, as usual, you have a great grasp of history and, and political science, and I think that's true. Uh, that's the class of unelected bureaucrats that are in office during presidencies and with changes of presidencies. And and many of them are what we call the deep state who did their best to block Trump and destroy Trump. But uh, the elites uh, that, that think they make policy and they don't pay much attention to people who are elected because they know they'll be gone in a little while. And the bureaucrats will still be there. Well, with so, that, yeah. we'll take mm-hmm. that's it for the mailbag, right? Yeah, no, but I'm going to give my email address once more. OK, that's right. To make sure we get our mailbag wisdom. Um, uh, and some people said they sent some emails, uh, mailbag stuff. Well, I, but I didn't get them. Uh, here's my new email address: Tom Ostrom, lowercase letters, all this. Tom Ostrom, twenty-two at gmail dot com. That's Tom Ostrom, twenty-two at gmail dot com. We just love and appreciate and enjoy uh, the mailbaggers, and we don't want to lose them. Okay. Very good. That is the mailbag, and we'll take a quick break. Again, it's a shortened Rochester today with Tom Ostrom because of Twins ba- uh, Twins Baseball. We'll be back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. This is the Family Service Rochester Mental Health Day with Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. All right, we're back with Rochester today. Again, it's a shortened version because of Twins Baseball. So I will try to speak very quickly. Tom, we, uh, what do you have for Minnesota news? Well, the Twin Cities, uh, Twin Cities School Board is affirming the LGBT agenda, and it's not teaching academic subjects in reading, writing, arithmetic, history, science, math. It's, it's just saturated with the woke uh, uh, contentions and philosophies. And I, I say if this keeps up, that we're going to have more charter schools and uh, private schools and uh, people sending their children to religious schools. So a school board in the Twin Cities passed a resolution forcing the district uh, to go on uh, the, the, and emphasize policies, practices, and the curricula that protect and can and affirm these uh, these uh, gender uh, uh, groups. And uh, uh, that's the Osseo Area School District Board of Education. And they want the values and knowledge of these philosophies in uh, protected and emphasized. And I won't uh, uh, describe the categories, but uh, uh, several community members showed up at the board meeting to voice their dissent and saying we got to get back to the to discipline and to academic standards and not this 
political uh, woke uh, philosophy and propaganda and then the parents spoke up and of course they were criticized of being insensitive and all kinds of other names uh, but uh, that's what's being emphasized in school and you can't blame the public schools for trying because the military is we'll get to that maybe uh, this show or another show uh, and then in, in uh, uh, this is from Powerline in Minnesota, a new rule relating, relating to certification of teachers is in progress. The, this is from John Hinderaker and uh, legislative action. You can't be a licensed teacher in Minnesota unless you're teaching the, the uh, theories of identity formation and uh, 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 the language, sex and gender political correctness, sexual orientation, all this is incorporated. If someone teach, will not be hired if they don't adhere to these things and if they don't teach them. And uh, so discrimination practices, structural inequities, uh, 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 anti-racism, uh, That and, and it's again, they're gonna hold teachers accountable for A, understanding that stuff, B, agreeing with it, and C, teaching it. Well, where does academics come into? Where does discipline and, and learning come into? And, uh, and and administrators say uh, some disagree, and they say uh, uh, one person said, "Well, I won't let my children go within a hundred yards of people who are teaching these things, and uh, we're against it." But the licensing changes are implemented, and uh, and Hinderaker said, "What sane person would want to be a teacher in the Minnesota schools that is so constricted to have to?" Uh, emphasize these ideologies instead of academic standards uh, and then uh, uh, there's a long article too on grooming that's going on and that very controversial subject that i don't even want to try to describe andy but uh, that's the minnesota schools in some respects and uh, i'm just uh, uh, surprised and, and uh, astonished by 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 these changes the uh, the world has shifted that's i'll give you that <laughs> um yeah since we've got such short amount of time today, I think we better discuss what happened uh, Tuesday with the surprise hearing by the January 6th committee in the House. And they brought forward a, a top aide to uh, Mark, Mark Meadows. Meadows. Yeah. Or former senator of North Carolina and, and Trump and, aide. So a person who has real good access to the inner workings of the White House, to say the very least. A lot of what she said would have been in a criminal court proceeding classified as hearsay and not allowed because she was relaying what somebody had told her about something that had happened, not first person. But there was some first person testimony in there as well, things that she actually witnessed happening. Um, I would say not a good day for former President Trump. Um, she came across as believable. Um, some of it, you, you seem a bit incredulous to you know the secondhand things that she was sharing. I didn't really have any trouble believing that Trump would upend his lunch and throw it. That seems well within my expectations of Donald Trump if mm -hmm. he was crossed, that he would react in that way. Um, mm -hmm. Whether or not anything was proved as far as a conspiracy to work with the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. I don't know. I I, I, I didn't get that. But it, it certainly diminished the former president's, I don't know, uh, reputation. Is. his reputation, I think. 
it is, but Andy, to me, the people who believe what you just said are indulging in their own conspiracy theories because her name is Cassidy Hutchinson. She was an aide to Senator Mark Meadows who became a Trump advisor and uh, uh, ended his Senate career. And uh, she got this from secondhand information. She was called as a surprise witness. She was asked a lot of questions by the Democrats. Uh, There was no counter uh, interrogation because Nancy Pelosi hasn't allowed the Republicans who would do counter interrogation. And when you notice, I watched it, she was asked questions and to comment, and she looked down at her notes to answer them. Uh, she, so in other words, she had a prepared script. And, uh, and the thing about her is, when Trump lost the election, she begged him to take her to Florida and let her work for him. So she had very good thoughts about him. So what's her problem there? Um, one of her statements is that Trump was in the SUV with Secret Service and he reached out to grab a Secret Service man who wouldn't take him to the uh, the nine, uh, January 6th activities. And it said that he grabbed the guy by the neck and that he grabbed the steering wheel. In the SUV that he was in, he sits in the back and there's a glass barrier between him. And, uh, and, and, by, and by the way, every Secret Service agent she mentioned has said, we will go to that committee. None of that's true. Trump did not do these things, and we want to testify before that committee. I don't think they'll be allowed to. But till you talk about conspiracy theories, I think we have one with her. Uh, and uh, uh, But we'll see. But it didn't make them look good, but nothing the left says does. And once again, uh, regardless of what the testimony was, those who hate Donald Trump were enthralled with the testimony but that doesn't change anything those who are loyal to donald trump it didn't change anything for them either i once again i i don't know if these hearings are having any impact because yeah well i think they're doing and and you pointed out especially the the lack of an ability to cross-examine is probably the most troubling aspect of this hearing because i think there really is a hunger for the truth out there and this these hearings because of the lack of cross-examination are not delivering that yeah and and the 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 uh, security agents she named bobby engel and others they've they've already denied it and to the credit of cnn and mdbc uh when they covered the story they were they were uh uh, uh suspicious too of her uh and and uh jake tapper said we have to have this verified so but anyway it was a shocker and for the anti-trumpers great ammunition for the pro-trumpers another uh, another outrage uh, we'll see what happens yeah well stay tuned right uh, everything happens in a relatively quick pace around here nowadays i well tom to be honest with you i think we're we're already out of time we've got a ton to cover but we'll have to wait until next tuesday <laughs> Okay. Um, so we're going <laughs> to shift over to Minnesota Twins baseball, and you have a great holiday weekend, and we'll see you after the fourth. Okay. Thank you for everything, Andrew. All right, Tom Ostrom. I'm Andy Brownell. It's been a short version of Rochester Today on News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM. This is the Family Service Rochester Mental Health.